creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. Friday, February 1st, 2019, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studio on the ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, everybody. Hey, look at that. And threw a title on there. Yeah, you no, did. That's, that's pretty good. It's the, like, I'll, I think they'll, I'll, I'll take it. It's not ironic, though. There's, it's, it's really what he is. Yeah, Everyone else gets an ironic like a very one. straightforward. Yeah, it's a very straightforward it's intro. It's not ironic. I'm not picky. I don't care. A calling in from a basement in suburban Atlanta, author, speaker, <laughs> podcaster, and cowgirl extraordinaire, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, gents. Hey, listen, I spoke at a conference last night, and one of the people that I met, I met afterwards gave me a mug that said author, speaker, podcaster, cowgirl wow. extraordinaire. Wow. <laughs> she made it. It's very beautiful. That's awesome. that made it. That's not, a, that's not like official relevant swag. This is, no, is knockoff. She handmade it. Would you, did you tell her um, that we need her name and number to pass on to our lawyers so that we well, can tell her to send us some legal team about this? Some, some infringement going on there. Uh, did she like do it with the puff paint? Or did no, she, like, she did get it with it? like some sort of stickers that don't that aren't raised off the mug. It, hmm. it, there, it's like it doesn't feel bumpy, but it's hand like stickers put on there. I know what you're talking about. The only trick is those uh, you can't get that hot in any way. No hot beverages. <laughs> don't get the, the ceramic hot. The stickers will be ruined. The stickers will be ruined. It's that okay, is a, come right a decorative. Off. That that mug is one that you put on the desk and put old pins in. Pins. I'm okay, afraid it's my so. New pin I'm afraid mug so. My desk. I'll take it <laughs> with me back coffee, to Nashville not today. Not meant for coffee, tea, or hot beverages. That's right. Okay, noted. Thank you. We we uh we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, John. Foreman from Switchfoot joins us. Oh, they have a new project him. that just came out and we talked to him about that and we're excited. Yeah, really. John has been got, a friend. He's got that big billboard. Uh, have you seen that, Annie? Driving there when you, yeah. you, when you get on the interstate, going out he's got right billboard. by the stadium. Yeah, it's yeah. a giant Switchfoot. It's, it's in, it, they're up in lights. They've made it. They've really, yeah, they, I think Switchfoot's going <laughs> to, they're, they're off the ground. 20 years <laughs> in, they finally right. got that Nashville billboard. finally it, it, sees them. They had yeah. to spin that propeller a few times to get the plane going, but now that it, they're but, playing he's stopping them now. They're playing the Ryman next month, Huck. Are you going to go? Ooh, I'm going to go. No, I, I mean, nobody's invited me. I can't wait. I, I don't think so. I can't I don't, th- I don't think so. Annie, it Ryman. seems like if any major Christian artist plays the Ryman, you're there. For starters, like, pump like, the brakes on all these labels. Amy if anybody Grant. is playing the Ryman that I like, <laughs> I am there. All right. I'm it's my saying. very favorite venue. Have you been to a show there? Surely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just love it. Is it haunted? A hundred percent. I'm very sensitive to the paranormal, and I will not be attending a concert there. Switchfoot or no Switchfoot. <laughs> it is so haunted now, and when I die, it will be plus one haunted because that is exactly where I'm going to stay. I have a question about the Switchfoot billboard. What, it's what, awesome. Is it is it the band or is it just John Foreman? <laughs> it's actually just the album cover. Unfortunately, yeah. oh, I do lame. wish lame. I do wish that it was the the band and or John Foreman, but but it's. Uh, native tongue, right? It's just the album yeah. cover. There is like one rotating one right there that is all album covers usually. Yeah, I wish it was like, I wish it was just fun John Foreman and this band caused a lot of tension in the band. Something, you know, really <laughs> something that a, a future Switchfoot documentary would get into, you know? The Rock Doc, 
the switch, you know, daring to breathe, you know, the rock doc. I'd watch it about the tensions <laughs> about this billboard. How often have you guys been driving down? You're driving down the interstate and there's a billboard, which still feel like it feels like a pretty antiquated form of, of getting yeah. the word out there. You know, this is, this is definitely from a different era. This is, this is pre-internet, the pre-digital era. And uh, and you're looking at the billboard. You're in trap. You're driving. It's a dangerous situation. You're driving and you're like, I don't understand. I'm looking at this billboard and I can't tell what it's trying to sell me. If is this is a, if this is a cause, if this is a an item like a product or a website that I need to go to. I feel like more than any other form medium of advertisement, billboards leave me just more stressed because now I'm going to get in a car wreck and I don't know what I'm supposed to be sold on here. <laughs> like, like, the, are you talking about the ones that have like way too many words and they're too small yeah. and you can't make it out by the time yeah. you're? Yeah, by? it's like they'll give you a whole Bible verse. The, yeah. the Christian ones are the worst because they just get the entire, the whole entire, <laughs> both testaments are there on the bar. They're trying to get, give you many, an awful lot of theological yeah. and biblical history in one billboard. I will say this: the type of churches that typically put up billboards they don't typically have pastors that are known for brevity if you attend a church that is investing in billboards the sermon's like two and a half hours easy every sunday there's a lot of sweat there's a lot of screaming and yeah they're not they don't really condense it there's just be no more like it's if it's tweet size it's too big i mean you gotta have a couple phrases you know what i mean yeah like I've got uh, a second i'm glancing up from the road while I'm yeah, driving. Yeah. I've just yeah. got, my, my eyes I mean, are that's why it's always out. weird where they put phone numbers on there because you're like, how in the world yeah, am, I am I supposed gonna, to remember that right. phone number? The, the, I was in LA this week. They know how to do billboards in LA because it's, it's going to be almost all of them are movie or show or album premieres, right? That's it. So it's like this epic looking photo from the, you know, marketing of the show. Sure. Yeah. Name of show, date, and then maybe like the, the logo Maybe. of the channel. That's it. All yeah. I, I need. Yeah. All I need. Yeah. Boom. And it looks beautiful. I'll, go- I'll Google it if I care. I don't need the website. Do we have a relevant podcast um, billboard in Orlando? I feel like we should. <laughs> I, bought, I, bought a bunch of rem- I bought a bunch of remnant ones from a network of rural bi- billboards, you know, like the yeah. ones where they do all the abortion ones on the on the interstate going and like in oh, yeah. the panhandle of Florida. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if any of those folks. fall out, we get swooped. We swoop in. Um, okay. I, it's, it's I gave him a bit of billboards. <laughs> is it just a, a picture of you, Cameron, instead of all of us? Is this going to be the documentary? <laughs> just the album cover. I don't okay, want to cause tension cover. in the band. Okay. You know. Okay. No, I, I've I've purchased a few in rural Alabama uh, yeah. off the grid, and they're just giant pictures of John Foreman, and it's me trying to create some drama <laughs> in the band. <laughs> John Foreman and he's saying, who needs those other guys? And then you know, you zoom on by. I'm just hoping they pass it on their tour bus and it gets back to them. And they're like, John, why did you put it up? He's like, I didn't put that up. And they're like, well, who else would put that up? Little do they know I've masterminded this drama behind the scenes. Yeah. They're like, it wouldn't be Jesse Carey from Relevant. He wouldn't do that. Well, like, like Annie's fans, we'll just make our own Switchfoot merch and there we can go. just, you know, yeah. sew division yeah. that way. That's like right. just shirts with just John's head on them, and we go front row at the Ryman. Yeah, Boom. you know we're just don't put yeah. it. Past you can me. probably you can probably even write like Switchfoot official merchandise right there on the T-shirt. <laughs> the, like, yeah. switch, like I bought this at a Switchfoot concert. You can say whatever you want to. There's no law against it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we can buy our own puffy paint and do whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Don't get it hot. It will become a gooey mess. That is a pan mug only. None of, y'all, none of y'all even have sisters, right? But you know what puffy paint is. Two sisters. Right? Oh, no, yeah. Two sisters. sisters. Okay. I babysitters. They would bring okay, puffy yeah. over. Okay. It's okay. the same thing. That's it's true. Like I would wear a, a homemade switch foot sweatshirt. This is 
in high school, a made of puff paint that said John Foreman is the best. He's better than those other guys. And I would just wear it around and hopefully run into them one day. Made in puff paint. You're making me long for the days of making my own puff paint shirts. I may have to check into Michael's and see if there's if there's still puff paint available. That stuff was so great. Are there any bands you guys would know? Like if you were to block out the lead singer's face, so you just saw the the auxiliary band members. Yeah. Auxiliary is probably a mean way to say it. I'll say unnecessary. Unnecessary band members. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say I'm not going to say unneeded, but looks anybody can play the bass. I mean, I mean come on. I mean, you got to go with your classics. You too, obviously. I know you yeah. too because I know yeah. the edge. I mean, that's like a, that's a given. the Rolling Stones. I know Keith Richards and the right. Rolling Stones. There you go. See, that's what I'm saying. Like the cla- the iconic ones. I, I then, but after that, I kiss. I mean, you could you could identify them pretty easily. I mean, they I mean do, we have face, do they have the makeup on or not? Because yeah. then I don't know. If they he don't, don't know Jim Simmons without the face, without the makeup. Yeah, same, because same. Because they all look like high school janitors without the makeup. You know, <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying. Uh, maybe, if somebody came in and told know. me like, "Hey, I play guitar in Imagine Dragons," I'd be like, "That could be." You Who's probably say, do. In a way of disproving <laughs> you. Who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Imagine Dragons. I couldn't. I yeah. For that's a great example of one I would not know. I wouldn't know the lead singer of Imagine same, Dragons same, necessarily same, same. off the off the dome, but I definitely yeah. would not know anybody else in the band. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, big news, guys. So this is the Friday podcast, February first. Big deal. That was your announcement. No, because next week, <laughs> we've been alluding to this for a little while, but next week, starting with Tuesday, we're going live and we are doing the podcast on video once a week. So um, everybody, what, what the plan is going to be that is that on Tuesday, the Tuesday episode of the Relevant Podcast will be live, uh, recorded live and live streamed on Tuesday mornings. And then obviously the audio version will go up like normal on on Tuesday afternoons, but uh, we're going to be evolving the format a little bit and doing more interactive things. So, you know, if you're at work and, and you're a little bored, you can join us on the podcast from time to time. We will be doing uh, things with the audience live. Uh, we'll send out all the information. Follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcast for all the links and for all the latest info. But we're going to. Especially gonna... if you're a pilot who has actually flown to Australia. Yes. I would appreciate that. Yeah, I got right. some conspiracy <laughs> theories to, to the debunk. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we're going live. And then the Friday show will be like normal. It'll just be audio only. Um, but every Tuesday, we're going to be going live with you guys. And then, too, the other thing that's going to be happening, you might have seen one or two in the internet on the Internet. But since we're going to be recording the recordings, uh, video highlights of the, sh- of the episodes will be um, around on social media and stuff and on the relevant YouTube channel. So if you don't want to sit there and watch the full hour plus uh, recording, uh, you can watch little, you know, two, three minute chunks that our team has pulled out. So I have a question about this. Yes. Then. Does that mean, does that mean in the event that, that we can, because we talk about theater of the mind on here right. a lot, right. which I think we've gotten pretty good at handling, but can we yeah. now move to like some more visual slices? Like if we have a, a funny <gasps> video clip or I mean, here's, or here's my thing. To- you you got to think about, you know, who's, who's receiving, who's on the other end here. Right. So if yeah. you're going like, they're not going to be like salacious. Tens of like thousands that. of people are listening only. And then like a few thousand right, people right, are watching. Right. 
Uh, we got to play yeah. for the majority. That's, we got to think about the masses. That's what I'm I know you're announcing, but most listeners already know because I have put up a rogue billboard that I did not pay for outside of an abandoned Big Lots <laughs> in Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> it's been up there for about three weeks. It's a large picture of me, and it says, coming at you live, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. No call to action. Just, you know, kind of chumming the water. No other words. So, no one, so if they don't recognize you immediately, which they probably do, for the handful of people that don't in Huntsville. Right. Uh, because you were at Space Camp, you did. You it's did a buzz do a, campaign. It's a yeah, buzz yeah, yeah, campaign. Okay. Okay. You know, just getting the people talking. Who's this guy? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's this handsome devil coming to us live? Who is this? I can't wait to find out. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a nine. I'm not a. I don't like to push back. I, I just oh, I, I do Enneagram. what I'm. To- I do what I'm told. But but if I could push back just a little bit, <laughs> yeah, couldn't sure. we incentivize the video format? If we say, I found this incredible video, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. They're like, it's bears jumping. A bear made friends with a pig and the pig <gasps> is riding him. He's riding him around. Like oh, a oh, I love that friend. idea. That's so like sweet. Like a little friend. And the bear is yeah. sitting on his butt, <laughs> sitting on his hind legs, on his back. And there's a, there's even like a, a and, the, and the bear seems like he's having a good time. It's not like a, a servitude thing. I mean, can you, can you, you had the, hold on, time out it's real quick, Tyler. You had the chance thing. to describe any cool video. And you picked <laughs> one that's incredibly lame. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of the masses. I'm thinking of that. We got to ease in into this Jesse like a, we got an animal ease into attack this. video yeah I, and no one no one no one wants to see this video I mean they can teach a bear to ride a unicycle in a bicycle in the circus but okay? can they teach a pig to ride a bear that is a whole different level Jesse everybody it's and one animal with the machine is easy two animals impossible thank you annie annie's always got my I mean, here's, what, got here's what i'm thinking tyler maybe maybe we do this maybe we do like our normal like slices right and then uh you you bring a bonus video slice video only just for the live stream but when the audio sh- show comes out we would <gasps> we chop it. that one out we would chop that one out. So they'd have or a normal a show. Beep. Just on, a long censored beat. Just one beat long beat. No, 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 no. no. We, can, we, can, you know, we can edit still. So yeah, we can like kinda, chop it. negging them into it. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah, yeah. But like, hey, if you want to see that thing that we took out, uh, and here's the thing, and it's not going to be lame examples, because, Annie, I disagree. We've all seen the video of that monkey riding the dog dressed up like a cowboy. It's not that special. <laughs> yeah, you're right, like, you're we right. don't That's need a bear. You're right. and a That's a good one, too. A natural a, a, a predator. A pig does not a sit predator. upright like a monkey does. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. A pig can, does not can sit ride upright. ride bicycles, a miracle of, of interspecies friendship. And monkeys aren't fair, because they're they they evolved. <laughs> We're, they're, it's all about evolution. Monkeys aren't fair. You can't this use, podcast you guys are describing tiny sounds hair humans you can't do that, that you've got bear to pick should an animal be like eating pig. the pig instead he is he is serving him out of the he is putting his own needs aside and, and is serving as a method of transport and the other thing jesse this is in the wild this isn't like at a circus this is out in the wild it's like the video this is hypothetical. just of a field it's a field it's a field <laughs> through the field runs a bear with a pig on well i don't know about a field <laughs> And he's kind of taking this it's to just, us. Now, now you're just I getting didn't absurd. See, I didn't see. Now that. you're just getting absurd. You're saying someone's randomly filming a field. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't promise the field part of the situation, but uh, this is uh, this someone is just is randomly filming. So, so, okay, so Annie, in this scenario, in this scenario, there's just somebody out randomly filming a field. Like, hey, here's yeah, my field. I just want to show all my followers. Everyone's a videographer. Yep. I just want to film my field, show yep. my followers. Hey, what's that? Oh, look, it's a bear running with a pig across his back. <laughs> 
Oh, it's a bear. Oh my gosh, is that a pig on its back? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, that's not cool. I've seen them ride bikes at the circus, so that's not that cool. No. <laughs> Are we talking like a wild boar? Because I could see that. Like they were in a battle and it like oh, no, jumped no, no, on no, and its, its tusk Wilbur. got like bored huh? into his back and then the, the bear ran and he's oh. actually on it and it's a horrible, gruesome scene that you're seeing. You're a monster. You're a literal yeah. monster. Are you no, talking like Porky Pig? Funny. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Porky the pig. All right. No costumes, no nothing, because these are just two real life friends you, out in the you, wild. Do you guys realize you're de incentivizing people? Yeah, that's from what I'm saying. This is, this is why we've never done video. And this is. So not when gonna... I win the contest to visit the Peep Factory, oh, as no, my slice talked good. about a few weeks ago, where we get to visit the Peep Factory, I can, I can video slice that at some mm-hmm. point and show it. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. I had two different people last night at this event I spoke at tell me how much they enjoyed the idea of visiting a peep factory and how you guys had all left me hanging out to dry on that one. So the crowds loved Annie, it. Annie, the only time I visit rural Pennsylvania, uh, the, especially the industrial parks of rural Pennsylvania, yeah. that's a scope some foreclosed billboards that I'm interesting, <laughs> interested in causing drama in bands that I really don't know that well. That's the only time I go there. One of the best things about me is y'all are going to roast me to death about this. And then when I win, I'm still going to invite you because I still want it to be y'all who goes. And, so. and you listen, I will go and just to check out the delinquent billboard scene. Okay. You're, that's, that's the only reason I'll come. Do, uh, did you guys hear about uh, this? It's, you know, it's candy. You're talking about candy and peeps. It's Valentine's season and oh, yeah. the iconic sure. sweethearts with the words on yeah. them. Did you hear about this? Like oh, yeah. they're not, we wrote about, on, we wrote about yeah. it on the site. Yeah. They're not yeah. making them anymore. I mean, or, like there's a gap because yeah. the, 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 there's a company in new England uh, who made them, you know, the, the chalky kind of, you know, uh, famous ones uh, for, it was the, the oldest candy company in America. And last year it went out of business. And then another company bought the license for Sweethearts, but the transaction took longer than they thought, and they didn't have enough time to ramp up production for Valentine's. And so right now, there's like old ones from last year available on eBay, but that's pretty much it. Like you can't get them this year. Next year, they'll probably be in more supply. But well, the 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 big thing that a lot of people are forgetting about those candles, candies, is they're totally (laughs) those candies. Yeah, they're totally (laughs) disgusting. They taste they like they taste like slightly minty bad. chalk. You know, it's, yeah, they're, they're so just gross. bad. And like, they're not yeah. even clever. Love you, hot stuff. You know, like uh, into you. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I, I don't think anyone's really missing missing those hard candies. Zero percent. No one's missing them. No, yeah. they're awful. Yeah. <laughs> That's a gift. That if they will close down and never come back, I'll be thrilled. I'm going to wow. find the old, the, the, you know, it's like there's a family. I mean, those are lives being affected by losing their jobs. You're so heartless. It's, 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 it's just like 80 year old matriarch. We're all heartless. This Valentine's Cameron. <laughs> Nobody oh, gets Annie, Annie from the chamber. Listen, I'm going to visit that old matriarch of the, of the sweetheart candy empire, you know, 80 years old sitting on her porch, just weeping with her last box of sweethearts. I'm going to knock them out of her hand and say, no one likes those anyway. Grandma, get over. Over it. The people have spoken. <laughs> wow. We just need to move on. That was personal. On. Cameron, you don't have anything to say to that. That's very personal compared no. to me just being glad that the candies don't exist anymore. I'm just saying about the poor families in New England that don't have jobs anymore and you're just rejoicing Pops. in their sorrow. I mean, yeah, yeah, I just, I am. 
Wow. I, I was as I was reading as I, I wrote about this for, for the site because this is obviously right there, dead center intersection. Right, right, right. Culture. Faith and culture. <laughs> it's, faith it's and a, culture. Tailor made for us. And uh, and I read how many. First of all, they only sell these these things in the six weeks leading up to Valentine's Day, right? So you can't get them any other time of the year. Do you anybody want to guess how many individual individual little sweethearts we we eat? Gosh. Okay, so you're six, thinking just the six weeks, mid Jan, mid Jan to mid Feb. I mean, you got one bag would have you know 500 in them, and you got to think at your grocery store they would have 100 bags. And how many grocery stores in the country are there? I mean, this thing getting, we're getting to a massive doing number. Too much math. That's not fun. Yeah, a let's billion, a let's billion. That'd be a lot. A billion would be a lot. Okay. The actual answer is eight. Billion. Oh Whoa. my gosh. Wow. Wow. Eight. Eight billion in six and they, weeks. And they couldn't stay so, in business? For that's, a candy that sucks. That's pretty good. Okay, but it's not like they're making a dollar. They're not making a dollar per heart. They're making nothing. They're making a cent, maybe. Half yeah, a cent, I, a quarter. Let me of a give cent. you an interesting fact. That candy, if you stacked up one, on top of the other, it would meet the moon and back, and it still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have the tallest, ugliest, worst tasting stack yeah, of candy. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun fact, it reach it could wrap around the earth twice and still suck. All right, moving the show along. It is time for our look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for In Case You Missed It. Hey, in case you missed it, Black Panther is returning to theaters for <gasps> Black History. For Black History Month, yeah. yeah. And yeah. tickets are free. Uh, Walt Disney CEO Bob Iger announced that participating AMC locations would show the movie from February 1st through 7th for free as a celebration of Black History Month. Uh, Disney's also donating $1.5 million to the uh, UNCF, uh, an organization that gives scholarships to black students and provides funding at 37 historically black colleges and universities. Uh, the Marvel hit has been nominated for Best Picture, so it's going to be a big month. I will go see it. I think it's honestly got a good shot to win. I feel like it's a two-horse really? race with it and Roma at this point. Yeah. Like None of the other movies seem like they have a legitimate shot. And I, and I and it would not shock me at all if Black Panther won Best Picture in this year. I think year. it'll probably be Roma. Probably be Roma. If I was going to put money on it today, I think it'll probably be Roma. But I know there's kind of a famous uh, Academy bias against Netflix movies, which Roma is. Yeah. Uh, but it's also kind of a bias against superhero movies. So, so there's not a clear favorite. But I, but I think does Black it Panther help stands, or hurt uh, that it just won at the SAG Awards? I think, I think it, it helps big time. Yeah. yeah. I think it. Yeah. Keeps- I loved Emily Blunt winning too. I thought that was really fun. It, I, to me, award season is an, e- an echo chamber. I mean, it's just like you kind of look at who wins those early ones and go, okay, well, then that's going to be... And I think it just like becomes a snowball effect. Um, so like you win, you win, you know, Golden Globe and SAG and LA Critics and, you know, that kind of stuff. And then it's like that tells me who I should vote for as an Oscar voter, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, Golden Globe won, Green Book won, I think. Yeah. And, and I... But, I, the, I, but I, the backlash to that was yeah, so I, I don't think there's a chance. I, I think that's kind of... I mean, it's got nominated, but I don't think that has any legitimate chance because there's been, it's, there's been so many people that have raised problematic issues with... You know, one of the the Fairley brothers who, you know, was accused of like misconduct on on the sets of movies in the past. And also, you know, the the main character's family disputing, 
you know, uh, how factual it was and saying it was actually hurtful. So I think Green Book is probably out. But I, I do think, I, I, you know, Black Panther has a legitimate shot, you know, especially this year because of sort of some of the underlying messages of the movie. Amy, Annie, what was uh, your favorite movie of 2018? Was Black Panther 2018? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it would be Black Panther. I I mean, you can ask Huck. It got me in a, like a real superhero thing. I absolutely loved it. We I had a long was, conversation about it. Yeah. 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 It's a great I mean, movie. It, it's a great. So that was probably the one that I think I would, I would want to see. 10 more times and I would pay mm. to see in a theater or go for free for the first week of February <laughs> of the, of the five or six that have been nominated. Have you seen all of them or no, I actually don't know what else is nominated. I haven't looked at the list. Um, I, there's a theater in Nashville, the bell court that will run all the shorts. And I think they, they run some of the other ones too, that I like to go see with a friend of mine in Nashville. And so I'll go see some of the shorts before, but I don't, ooh, I need to look up the list. I don't it, know this is a weird year. Like this is a, because a weird it, year. Th- there's a lot of theaters that would do that. Like do a marathon of all the best picture winners. Yeah. But this is one where I'm like, dude, I would not want to spend, that is not how I'd want to spend my day, you know, because it just doesn't seem like, you know, uh, like I would my, I, I haven't seen vice yet, but from what I understand, it's pretty polarizing with Chris. I, I saw it, uh, a two, three days ago. What did you think you like it, Cameron? It, I asked kind of some hot takes about it. Literally, the text that I sent a friend as I was leaving was Vice was meh. Huh. It was meh. I think that's a great. I think that's a great review of it. That would be my yeah. review too. Uh, hey, in case you missed it this week, uh, the most genuinely touching story of the week uh, is wow. Patton Oswalt of all people ended up paying an online troll's medical bills. Um, so the comedian's known for posting some politically charged jokes on Twitter. Uh, for his four and a half million followers. Well, a 64-year-old named Michael Beatty began lobbing insults at Patton after some particularly harsh criticism of President Trump. Patton fired back some insults of his own and then started actually looking through Beatty's timeline. It turned out that a lot of the man's tweets were about some serious medical issues he was going through. He had recently fallen into a coma from complications with diabetes and sepsis. Patton tweeted, oh man, this dude just attacked me on Twitter and I joke back and then I look at his timeline and he's in a lot of trouble health-wise. Patton shared a GoFundMe link that Michael had previously set up with the goal of raising $5,000 to pay for his medical bills. At the time, he had raised just $600. So Patton kicked in $2,000 and asked his followers to help as well. As of January 29th, more than $46,000 has been raised for Beatty. Uh, An emotional Beatty told the Washington Post, I would never have imagined this based on what I tweeted to him. If anything, I expected a scathing retort or to just be ignored, but that's not what happened. He he tweeted, I want to thank everyone who came to my aid with generous outpourings and also to Patton Oswalt, without whom I would not be the recipient of so much love and support. I'm not a man who ever cries, but I had to wait to send this. Yeah, I thought his response was really fascinating to read his tweets back just uh, to read through it, I went through and read through that guy's timeline yeah. and to read like how like poisonous his tweets are up until when he starts being kind and when Patton Oswalt starts being kind to him. It was just it's just fascinating to see how little it takes to when someone feels like they're seen, they yeah. will change how they behave. And yeah. it is it was fascinating to read the switch in his socials. I thought. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I, I I looked at it again recently and like, you know, the guy hasn't changed his political views, but that wasn't the point. 
It was to say, hey, man, at the end of the day, we all probably have a lot more in common than we have different, no matter what sort of political ideology you personally, you know, subscribe to. And like to see that common humanity and just passion, compassion for another human being, be able to transcend all that political vitriol was really refreshing. And it was just, yeah, it was a genuinely moving story. I mean, good for Patton Oswalt and good for that guy. People online forget that there's real humans on the other side of, you know, the insults and stuff. So I think that all the really time. Cool. I think we have forgotten that those are people that they aren't, yeah. you know, and that no matter how famous you get, you can still see the Internet, you know. So there may be a thousand people who say unkind things to you, and but you can see them, you know, like it, they don't go away. And so it's not like they're invisible to it. I just hate it. I hate when people are cruel to other people online thinking oh that they don't see it they don't know and they do they do see it i was in la doing some interviews for unedited this weekend and uh i was talking i mean i for some reason you know when you're talking with famous people or people with a platform i end up always asking like how do you deal with criticism i mean like you're out there and you know and, and chad veach told me that you know it's it one of his mentors told him like, you know, you, you'll, you, you'll post something or you'll post or put out a new book or something like that. And it's like, you look at the Amazon reviews of your book and it could be five stars all the way down and everybody loved it. They're impacted by a lot. And then there's this one person who says like, eh, kind of shallow me, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And it like, that's the only thing you'll remember. And like it just, you know, destroys your confidence, even if it's only one out of a hundred, you know? And, it, and it's like, it's a real thing that like people, This week, I haven't even told y'all this shit, but this week someone sent me a direct message on Instagram thinking they were sending it to someone else and it was about me. And it was, it was pretty unkind. Can I just say, can I, Annie? I am sorry. I did not realize that. Jesse, I, I know. I, I know it was you. I didn't want to have to call you out in front of everyone. I, I, she I actually, told Jesse, I'm the, I don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> I told him, how many times did I tell you, Jesse? I, this is Annie's my friend. Talk to I her. Don't to her care that she it. liked Vice and it's terrible. I, <laughs> she's my friend. Right. Is it because the, you were tagged in the comment that they were sending? No, and they so, were sending my Insta story to someone else and were saying unkind things about me what? in the Insta story. And they accidentally responded to me instead of sending it to someone else. What did they? Is this someone you knew personally? No. Uh-uh. Did you reply? Uh, just a, just a, a fan. No, I just deleted it oh. because they realized they had done it, so they did it, and they say all these like pretty, pretty mean things and about me and my friends, and so I mean it was. Hey, look at her, and they, I mean like wow. they clearly were talking to someone else, going like. I'm going to make fun of Annie F downs and I'm going to tell my friend. And then they realized it and said, ha ha ha. Guess, uh, something like just woke up. Can't believe that. Um, I sent this to you. Have a great day. Oh, wow. I was like, I'm not even responding wow. to you because you're oh. the, the fun thing is, this is mean. The fun thing is they get to sit there and wonder what I think because I didn't respond. And I'd rather them sit there and wonder for the next 60 years of their life than for me to respond to them. Yeah, that that uh, I was talking to Carl Lentz, and it's the Instagram commenters that yeah. he like when he went. He, he's saying like one of them like started talking about his kid or something like that, yeah. and he just went after the guy like yeah. in yeah. the comments and stuff like that. He went full Carl Lentz, you know. But it's like that justice thing. It's kind of like okay, if you're gonna talk about me, that's one thing I can ignore you. But if you're gonna like go after my friends or my my family or whatever, like I'm gonna say yeah. I, I'm gonna yeah. rip your head off, you know. Well, kids are out like of, kids are out of line. Families yeah, just yeah, yeah. way out of line. Well, I kind of think just... talking about anyone 
is a little bit out of line because I don't have any kids, but it was sure terrible to see someone saying really cruel things about me. But if they'd have been talking about one of my books, like, okay, you know, like you don't have to like my work, but you probably don't get to have opinions or share opinions about my life and my self and my decisions and my body and my life. Yeah, it was just, it was pretty brutal. It's like if you like in real life, like if they had seen you at church and she leaned over to her friend and said the exact thing that she messaged, right? She wouldn't, she wouldn't do that. You wouldn't verbalize those things. She wouldn't say it if I was standing in the circle with them. And that's well, what yeah, she accidentally did. She said that had the whole conversation with me right in the middle of it. <laughs> no, I know. But I'm saying like, even if you walked by them and she kind of leaned over to her friend and said some mean yeah. thing or whatever, you just, the fact that you're saying it, even if privately, you just, you just, you wouldn't say it. Yeah. You wouldn't go and that the far. End, but it, it has a lot more to do with it. her than it has to do with me. Cause I right. love my life. And so I right. just went like, man, I don't know what your story is like, but you clearly, you clearly have stuff going on that doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm just sorry that, that you did something like that that makes you feel more dumb than anything. But Okay, on a, and a happier note, uh, in case you missed it, uh, Lauren Daigle's You Say, the song You Say, has matched an all-time record on the Billboard charts. All-time. So for I a record time, this. 26th week in a row, half a year. Lauren Daigle's You Say sits at the top of the Billboard Hot Christian Songs chart. That matches Carrie Underwood's uh, 2014 hit, Something in the Water, for the longest chart-topping reign by a solo female artist in the history of Billboard's Christian chart. It's not the only number one spot occupied by the song. You Say has actually been at the top of the Christian digital song sales chart for 24 weeks in a row and the top of the Christian streaming chart for 22 in a row. Uh, Lauren and Carrie Underwood now rank in the top three for best performing Christian songs by any artist to date. You say, and something in the water sit behind Hillsong's oceans and Hillsong worships. What a beautiful name as the longest running number one Christian songs in the history of Billboard. Oceans sat there for 61 weeks. Oh my over God. A year. So Lauren's got a little ways to go, but uh, you say is seeing some mainstream success as well. Uh, the song debuted at number 40 on the pop songs airplay chart, number eight on the adult pop, and number 19 on adult contemporary. We don't want to take full credit, Come on, Lauren. but she was on didn't the hurt. cover of Relevant. And oh then all this happened. Yeah, I'm didn't just saying. Hurt, didn't hurt her. And also, Chandler inspired you, say. Yeah, so exactly. Right. I, I think it was a big <laughs> no, part. No, that was of the, look, up, so. look Up Child. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah. He yeah. 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 One, inspiration, <laughs> one inspiration leads to another inspiration. You can't, you can't map <laughs> out. We, we all know process. correlation isn't necessarily causality, but causation. Yeah. Th- this did not happen before she was on the cover of Relevant. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll let, I'll let listeners Just do, do the, the math, math everybody. Here. You, do you the guys math. do the math. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in case you missed it this week, did you see a big, big week in the uh, relevant getting tagged on Twitter world? Oh, uh, yeah, this oh, is yeah. so cool. Did, oh, well, did yeah. you, well, first of all, did you see the bachelor Ben Higgins gave, gave a little a little hat tip, oh, a yeah. little yeah. shout? LP, cool. LP from Run the Jewels. LP from Run LP the Jewels. retweeted us. Retweeted one of we our get, stories. We got the, we got the LP. Relevant the LP getting boat. retweeted by Ben Higgins of The Bachelor, LP from Run the Jewels, and New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, she, this week on Twitter, used the Bible to explain why we must protect the planet. And she used a relevant article to help her out in making the point. After the White House said that the freshman congresswoman should uh, leave climate change in the, quote, hands of a much, much higher authority, 
AOC tweeted the Bible's call to care for the earth, citing a relevant article titled Stopping Climate Change is a Part of Following Jesus by Young Evangelicals for Climate Action spokesperson Kyle um, Mayard Schapp. She tweeted, Genesis 1, God looked on the world and called it good not once, not twice, but seven times. Genesis 2, God commands all people to serve and protect creation. Leviticus, God mandates that not only the people, but the land that sustains them shall be respected. She added, you shouldn't need a Bible to tell you to protect our planet, but it does anyway. Hat tip to Relevant Mag for source excerpts. Uh, there you go. And I, <laughs> Big I re- week, you guys. I retweeted that. Then The Bachelor retweeted that. I'm just saying. It's a big week. Run the jewels. Legislative process. Washington, (laughs) D.C. We're we're the highest. I mean, freshman congressperson, but the highest levels of government. From D.C. to L.A. We are are everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can't shut shut us out. To to a rogue billboard on the side of a dilapidated (laughs) truck stop. Just outside of Montgomery, we are everywhere. <laughs> you know what I did appreciate about Ocasio Cortez's tweet is that sometimes you you see you can just wield the Bible kind of like a uh, well this Bible verse says that you know you just get into like these Bible verse battles where you go back and forth with your references yeah, you, and you can make it it's like a anything. snowball fight whoever runs out of Bible verses first loses. But she she went to the article she did, like re- clearly read it like she like pulled out the the fine points of it and. But it'd have been nice if she'd retweeted the article, so we had could have got some clicks. She, I'm not complaining. I'm not a you know. She's, she's not my, I don't live in New York. She's not my congressperson. It's fine. I don't care. I'm not involved. But but I do appreciate that she actually like interpreted the Bible, not just you started throwing some Bible references around to back up her point. I think it's a good practice. It's a good thing to do in a debate. Uh, and lastly, in case you missed it, uh, it came out this week that NBC is making a sitcom about a church choir. The show is going to be called All Together Now. It's going to star Bradley Whitford, known for his roles in The West Wing, The Post, and Get Out. And according to Deadline, the comedy is about a rural church choir that gets the director it never thought it needed when a salty (laughs) Ivy League music (laughs) professor tumbles through their door. Presumably... Laugh track hilarity ensues. So there you go. <laughs> there's not enough church comedies. There's not enough. Yeah, what's it? That's a yeah, good premise. I, I think church comedy. I think church comedies. There's material there. Um, everybody goes to you like lots of people go to church. In the 80s, 90s, there's that show is a spinoff of 227. Uh, I think it was called A Man with Sherman Hensley. Hensley, he was like a deacon. I, in a none ch- of the church. words you just said, I recognize. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> deacon Come on. Who? No. What Sir channel? Hensley, uh, what George channel Jefferson. George Jefferson. Okay. Uh, he played uh, yeah. a deacon. And, okay. and you don't remember that show? No. Uh, oh. I, I, I was a, I was a little very young. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's still on like Nick at night from time to time. I don't know. Yeah. I remember oh, we think we talked about a while like Nick Thune, the comedian, was attempting to develop a show for NBC that um, he was uh, a youth pastor. Yeah. It, right? where, where he where he was like the cool youth pastor trying to like, you it know, fit in out, huh? like conservative. As far as I know, it's still sort of in development, which typically isn't a good sign. But it does wish, seem yeah. like that. You know, he was basically saying there's been a lot of workplace com- comedies, but never workplace comedy that where the workplace happens to be a church because at that point the stakes are much higher than it being uh-huh. like a paper company or uh, uh you know basement bar in boston or you know parks and recreation department you know like it, it adds a, a heightened level of uh, potential tension that can be used for comedy if it's in a place of worship you know 
Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for In Case You Missed It. Stay tuned. Up next, John Foreman, not the rest of the band, joins us. You're listening to Karen O and Danger Mouse. The song is Woman. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard a woman, Maggie Rogers, with Burning. Switchfoot recently released their brand new album, Native Tongue. And on Valentine's Day, we'll kick off a massive world tour with Colony House. We talk with frontman John Foreman about how personal trials shape the new album and ask him to give us a behind the scenes look at some of the album's breakout tracks. Here is part of our conversation with John Foreman. start with what it happens the opener um it, it, that seems to really ask some big questions about purpose and and meaning and and, and sort of a why of things happen and you know it, it seems to kind of find peace in sort of this not randomness of life but the but the unknown of life where did that song come from because there seems to be a degree of kind of uncertainty hinged in the song yeah maybe um when I sing it this spring tour, I'm going to be thinking of Jerome. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and that, that I'll, I'll, you know, songs change and every song finds its meaning in whatever phase of life you're going through. But when I wrote the song, um, the, the, this postmodern, maybe it's more of a modern notion that, of control mm. is something that we all seemingly want. We want control. We want to be able to dictate where our life is going and yet I think most of that is an illusion um, I don't know how much control we really have certainly of our own death or birth and a lot of the things in between and there is a surrender in acknowledging my own uh, limitations and coming face to face with the infinite you know that that is a truly healthy surrender, yeah. you know, not simply apathy, but actually uh, acknowledging my own limitations, acknowledging my desires, and then embracing the unknown, embracing the uncertainty. And that's kind of what the song is an attempt to do. And we felt like it'd be helpful to start the record with that. So like that uh, kind of acknowledgement and surrender is a good place to start any conversation. I want to chat a little bit about the, the title track and the single native tongue. You know, the first time I, I heard it, you know, you know, and thinking about the lyrics, it's a really interesting juxtaposition because you have the song that's sort of about this universal power of love, but the sound sonically is, is like aggressive and anthemic. How come the, tell me a little bit about creatively that juxtaposition in theme and sound in native tongue. Yeah. So this one is, is, um, 
uh, kind of contemplating the the concept that we, as a species, in this particular point in time, seemingly only have two ways to communicate with each other: hmm. in fear or hatred. Both very divisive and and confrontational. And I think we can see it most most poignantly on uh, Facebook or Twitter. It feels like it's left or right, black or white, blue or red. Um, and yet these forms of communications drive us apart. And I was just thinking the the name of, of God in as, as it self-described, God is love. And if we're made in his image, if he is the word that spoke all of this into existence, then we, by uh, acting out that image within us, are doing a really poor job of of speaking that into into being in our own lives. Um, our native tongue is not hatred or fear. Our native tongue is love. And maybe it, this realization kind of came to me um, looking at my infant son and thinking through the fact that all of us began our lives in this helpless state and somebody you know as imperfect as our parents or foster parents or step parents might have been they were the ones who fed us in the middle of the night got up with us and held us and brought us to where we are here and that that image however marred is still alive in each of us and that is our native tongue underneath it all mm. and so I, as, as to the juxtaposition of the lyric and the music um, I think that the chorus kind of defines the the struggle, and yeah. I think the music is kind of resonating more with the struggle than it is with the kind of the the, the resolution, right? So, my heart is a beating drum, my head in oblivion, my soul such a long way from my lips, my lungs, my native tongue. such a powerful concept and, and and like I said I love how th this thread kind of runs through the album and, and it's something you kind of touched on but like joy inconceivable and we're going to be alright you know they they definitely touch on this kind of hopeful theme um, and but like you were saying it is like when, it's hard to go on social media it's hard to turn on the TV and feel a real sense of hope just because of you know political vitriol and just things going on in the world as an artist and as a you know person of faith did you do you kind of feel any sort of like obligation to project hope with songs like particularly those two um to listeners who might be struggling with can we be hopeful right now yeah i mean i think i mean you you talk about as a person of faith you know i think we all have things that we believe, whether it's um, belief that some form of political power will help us or, or a new law or enacting some form of social justice. Um, you know, I, I think there's, we're all here, we're all getting up in the morning, there's something we're putting our hope in, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I think for me, 
I, I, again, I'm writing from broken places. I'm writing from questions rather than answers. And many times I began the song in a really dark spot saying, well, I don't trust Washington. I don't trust, I don't even trust local government. (laughs) You know, like my own mayor, I'm like, oh, I I thought she said this. And oh no. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, and, and then I think even inward, I'm like, I don't know that I trust myself half the time. You know, there's, there's, if, if our currency as a community is built on trust, that, that trust is very easily eroded. And so for me as a songwriter, I'm looking for, well, what's worth singing about? What's something I'm going to want to sing again, night after night? And in that wrestle sometimes is where these songs come from. Joy Invincible is a good example. Um, it's that one, uh, takes place in a hospital waiting room and I don't know if, how many people out there have spent much time there but um, that's a that's where for me the real life and death questions come to the surface and it you know you really begin to question your belief in anything mm-hmm. um, what is the meaning of life and joy in that moment for me was no longer just a result of the situation I'm in. It was a, a choice, and that's kind of what that song's about. That was John Foreman. Make sure to check out Switchfoot's new album, Native Tongue. It's out now. You're listening to Alice Merton. The song is Funny Business. Twitter bio of this podcast. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last week, w- we uh, decided to get, you know, uh, timely and wanted to check in with you guys. It was a few few weeks after the new year started. We wanted to see how your new year's resolutions were going. So that was the question of the week. You guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and you told us on the uh, podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com as well. Here's some of your feedback about how your New Year's resolutions are going. Um, but we have an update from Carter Lloyd. You guys may remember this. Oh, yeah. Um, he was the one, I believe his initial tweet was, I'm going to get the girl, exclamation point, which put up a lot of red flags. A lot of for red us. flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was concerned, to be fair. Yeah. We talked about it for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There were some well, concerns. Carter has sent in an update. Um, Carter okay. says, I asked if I could take her out to dinner sometime, and she said, Possibly, which isn't a no. <laughs> yeah. oh, baby steps. Hey, you're right, Carter. Carter work it, Carter. man. I'm right there with you. You gotta, you gotta take the all the little slivers of the positive. Oh, you know, no, no. here's how, yeah. Carter. I'm gonna read between the lines Carter, for you. No, I'm, I'm the angel on your shoulder, my friend, and I'm the one saying that- because what she's saying is it would be a lot of fun to get a group of friends to go out together for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a possibly is a friend zone situation, Carter. Possibly is. I don't know how to say no. 
in this context right well, now. Well, here's what he didn't do. My guess is what he didn't do is he didn't say, can I take you to dinner on Thursday? Because then she gets to say a proper yes or no. He said, can I take you to dinner? And she's like, well, possibly. I mean, I do ha- eat dinner every night, but also I have plans, but also I don't like you. But also, you know, so there's just a lot. Lot of lot of lot of things don't we know. don't know here. It, it, it's give me the facial expression when she said possibly. Was there a twinkle in her eye? A little half <laughs> yeah, smile? Yeah, yeah. Or was it mind. like theater of the mind? Was it like mundane? Like like flat? Like possibly? Like okay. it was quit like, asking me, dude. Like, I think it was like yeah yeah, like, yeah. We need inflection. Uh, if she, possibly yeah. everything. <laughs> Everything. Okay, Jesse, can yeah. you say it again? Was it in person that they had this conversation? Did yeah. he say? Okay, so you be Carter. I be. I be this. 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 Uh, uh, what's her name? Sharon. I don't Sharon. know. Sharon. Sharon. Hey. He's taking out an older woman. Hey, I Sharon. It. Sharon. Like. <laughs> Glinda. It's Glinda. Beatrice. Um, Beatrice. <laughs> do you think we could ever go to dinner? Or do you think we go to din- dinner sometime? Ooh, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait now, answer if you're interested, Jesse. Hey, Beatrice, do you think uh, we could go to dinner sometime? Possibly. Beatrice, do you think we could go to dinner sometime? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> She's playing mind games at this point with Carter. <laughs> Lean in. Hey, Beatrice, you know, I, I like you I'm a lot. I, do you think we could go to dinner sometime? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Man, y'all, y'all, wow. Everything, That's, it really is all about her facial expression. It when really she says is. It. I, mean, I mean, yeah. yeah. 100%. If it was a text probably, thing, what if it was over the phone? I mean, what the suggestion is go back with an actual ask. Go yeah, back right? with an actual ask and give her a chance. Because she can't say possibly Good to advice. dinner on Thursday. Right, right, right. Hey, I got tickets to this. Or, hey, I got reservations here. Would 100%. you like to join me? 100%. Uh, and, then and then she, she says, will oh, say. hey, and then she says, you know what? That sounds great. I can't on Thursday, but let's do it another yep. time. Or yep. then boom, yep. you, yeah. you're That's in. That's why I always think a first date, Friday? tickets to an event on a first date is very tricky because if she wants to, you can't reschedule because you've got tickets. And so tickets for an event feels like a, for me, feels like a good third or fourth date. A first date ticket for an event is so pressury. For you, you know, not the, for her. She can just say no. Well, there's and too, she could say yes because she wants to see the show and it's not because she likes you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I got front row tickets to Beyonce. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I'll, yeah. Listen, I'll, I'll go watch that with my worst enemy. Listen, yeah. I, right. I will, I'd be willing to take you out to <laughs> a showing of Black Panther from February 1st to February 7th. Are you in? <laughs> <laughs> Are you you in? pick the night, I'll get <laughs> the tickets. At a participating AMC. That's where. <laughs> We're going to have to drive expensive. to Huntsville, but it's going to be great. I just had a, a fantastic idea, by the way, guys. You know, I oh think boy. at first my mind is like, okay, is I need to get Carter idea. Lloyd in to be the listener a week, and I will be him, and he will be the girl, and he can let us know what the possibility was. Then I'm like, you know, yeah. we just need to get Carter and the woman he's pursuing yeah. both on, and we need hey, to see if there's a love Jesse, connection here. We got a live show on Tuesday. This is this is oh, going to happen. No this safety. This is going right. to happen. If he, if he wants it, if he wants it, because we might we might have to give him some harsh truths. I mean, right. but think about her. If she's never heard of this podcast or anything, Doesn't like matter. then all of a sudden, like that'd be super awkward. He's like, "Hey, you want to come on this thing? 
Jan has been so quiet today, except that would be super awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like Glenda, Scott's I'm put you on level. Yeah. Glenda, listen, Offers. I'm going to put you on with our producer, Chandler. He'll be talking to you the next 10 minutes while we warm up with Carter. <laughs> uh-huh, He's a nice guy. Uh-huh. You guys talk about whatever. You know. <laughs> right. Just, just, just make her comfortable, Chandler. It's going to get thing. weird. Yeah. Oh, look at, look at George here. I, who trying to impress George? My New Year's resolution was to read one book a month, uh, uh, along with the 21-day Netflix Netflix fast. So one far, book a month? So far in January, I've read five books. I don't think I've read this uh, as much as high school or ministry. So good for you, George. We all, Jesse, we're all really happy for you. That's a lot of free time. I'm pretty sure I, it's Jorge. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's Jorge. I want to be sensitive to the spelling. <laughs> oh, you know what Jesse's going to say? Either way. Possibly. Either way. <laughs> Yeah, possibly. <laughs> so, Jesse, you oh, saw the name so J O R G E, and you said George. George. I, I had a roommate in college who was named George, and that's how he spelled his name. I had a roommate really? in college oh. named George, and that's how he spelled his name. All right, all right. right. All right. It can go either I way. can get him this on the a... podcast if you want. I'm friends with him on Facebook. I, he, I literally, <laughs> he spelled his name this like is that. A and by George. Situation. I think it's both George and Jorge until we know better. Right. Thank you. I, Regardless, I had a roommate. The reading is a very, it's a very impressive read. That's a, yeah, that's a lot of books. Five books, books so in January. That's super impressive. Yeah, wow. You're so great. <laughs> I got so, did y'all, I saw this tweet last night that got me so tickled because the girl said, um, she was like, all my friends are saying that they're burnout and they don't have any time, but also all my friends watch two Netflix documentaries. <laughs> they were exactly the same. <laughs> I was like, that's it. We have the time. So once George slash Jorge, um, took out Netflix. He had time again to read books. I'm, I'm sympathetic to to Kiki, who said her resolution was to put more effort into how she looks. Bad habit of throwing her hair up in a bun and LOL, what's makeup? And that that's you know that's her resolution. I'm not if that's what she wants to do. That sounds fine. But two days after starting this, my toddler head butted me in the face, busted my lip, and apparently killed a tooth. What does that oh mean? gosh, that tooth. tooth, the dead they tooth took thing. A tooth they, out like with, your tooth goes black. Oh, like that's it, awful. Oh. Like the nerve oh, was man. cut and it like dies, but it doesn't fall out. Does yeah. that mean you have to go like the dentist has to take yeah, one out and you get it? Pretty much. Uh, She's going to have to get it taken out and uh, an implant put in. Kiki. Yeah. Oh. Sorry to hear that, Kiki. Sorry. Yeah, that's, Did y'all that's see that Bree said, my New Year's resolution was to lose weight, and I just found out I'm pregnant. I'll try again in 2020. <laughs> hey, congrats, Bree. Congratulations, congratulations Bree, and you are going to get bigger all year. Congratulations. There's a person God, in you. It's going to be fine. But God. Yeah. But God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's a lot more where that came from. Apparently, you guys are doing pretty good with your New Year's resolutions. We're proud yeah, of we you. Yeah, we had a lot of flexes this this time around. I felt like a yeah, lot of people yeah. were so telling far, us. So yeah, there's a guy that like ice climbed and did, you know, read yeah. five books. Okay. Okay. We're going to have to all come right, back in right. June. We see you, everybody. See, still, see, where, see where we're at in June. Okay. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. All right. Well, it's officially February. There's a few things. You know, it's uh, Black History Month. It's Oscar season. It's also... The season of love with Valentine's Day coming up in two weeks. Uh, got us thinking, we want to know your most awful Valentine's date uh, stories. Uh, just bad memories. We just want to open the wounds. Just, just open memories. the wounds of your Main most names. memorable bad Bear it up. Valentine's. Name, name, share their Bring Instagram, Twitter handles. Tag them, in, tag them in the tweets. Okay, yeah. I don't have a bad Valentine's because Valentine's has been kind to me, but I have a really great bad date story. Can we tell those stories yeah. too? Yeah. Okay. So I was, we, the guy picks me up. Every indication is this is a date calls and asks me if he can take me to dinner, picks me up at my house, suggests a restaurant that I had eaten lunch at. 
And I, and so I just casually said, I mean, I, I can, I did eat lunch there. He's like, okay, well, let's pick another one. So we get on Yelp and we're like picking another one and we end up at Chipotle. Right. And I'm kind of like, okay, Chipotle. Valentine's dinner. No, no, no. It was just a date. It was just a date. date. We end up at Chipotle and it's fine and I'm fine with it. And we get to the end and, and, you know, where you pay and he's turning to ask me something. And I'm thinking like he's going to ask about guac or queso or something. And he turns and says to me, hey, I'm like 80 cents short. Can I borrow a dollar? But did not pay for mine. And I was like, what? Wait, so he borrowed a what? dollar to pay he for his meal, and then you're And then oh, I wow. paid for my own Chipotle. How was the rest and of your day? And then he asked me out again, and I said no. Oh man! I mean, oh, can y'all wow. imagine? Because my face, was- I just was like ready to answer about guacamole, and yeah. he's like, "Hey, I'm like 80 cents short. Can I borrow a dollar?" And I was like, "Oh." My gosh. And listen, listen, I'm going to need some gas money, too, because I did pick you up. I did pick you up, Annie. I mean, and that, so that probably wins. That's not the worst, worst in the world. I bet we'll get some really worse ones. But for me, that was pretty it was pretty brutal. My worst. And you're, you're sure this was a romantic situation like that. He was this was I mean, he asked me out again, you know, and he right. and he opened my door. I, I think he just didn't do dating. Well, maybe. I don't know. I wasn't for sure. There was not a pre DTR. He did not say, uh, Hey, I would like to date you. Can I take you to dinner tomorrow? But he did call and ask for dinner. So all the stats were there to me. That was one of the problems. But also, Huck, he lives in Nashville. So let's talk about Nashville guys for a minute. There may be some times when, when the friend line and the date line is a little bit blurred sometimes. Mm. And so I give him grace that there may have been some blur. Is that a Nashville thing or is that a Christian thing? That's a Christian thing. I think that's yeah, a Christian thing. I think it's a Everywhere Christian thing. Everywhere I've been I've just only dated. in the part of the Christian community, that's been a common uh, yes, yeah. criticism of men. Uh, yeah. of Christian men. And I really like men. As you know, I like the three of y'all very much. I really like, and you too, Chandler. I really like men, but um, <laughs> this one I like men and Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just mean I can see y'all. I can't see Chandler. I just want to make sure Chandler and I like Chandler. Like Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so a Christian thing. So Huck, he did all the things. I mean, he did all the signs of, I'm calling. I'd like to take you dinner in two days. I will pick you up. He opened the door. He had a restaurant plan. I think I just maybe got in his head when I jacked up his restaurant plan by having eaten there at lunch what was the what was the what was plan a pf changs oh <laughs> well pf changs is a date location better than chipotle it's not like payway it's more it's sense. not like payway yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like yeah. pf changs to chipotle is not a lateral move makes more sense no right. no it was not and that's a fancy lunch annie f downs you go to pf <laughs> changs for lunch two-hour lunch I had, I had if you have a, a if you have someone lunch, with a button-down shirt lunch. serving you that's too that's too fancy for lunch in my opinion you know <laughs> have you ever hard. had a business lunch jesse maybe she was meeting her agent or something i mean like were you, right. were you meeting an agent yeah yeah it was like a, i had a meeting it was like a yeah. business lunch okay all right all right all maybe right. he had a gift card for pf changs there you yeah. what if he had oh. a gift card I've literally never thought about that, Cameron. It was years ago. I've never thought about it. Oh my gosh! What if he had a gift card? Let's, get him, up, let's get him on the podcast and figure it out. We're going <laughs> on Friday. We're just all George. We're get him all let's in. get him and Carter and all these sad sacks on, and let's let's have a heart to heart here. Right. Right. Carter, are we interrupting you? You we record. At, you know, we're calling you around noon. Let me guess. You're out there blowing money at PF Chang's or Olive Garden <laughs> or something. 
Hey, thanks to John Foreman for joining us. Uh, go check out Switchfoot's new album. It's called Native Tongue. It's out now. If you're driving around East Nashville, it's the one up on the billboard. Uh, you can also follow him at John Foreman on Twitter. And uh, that's all that's in my notes. So we are advocating that people follow John Foreman and not Switchfoot. That's what that's what we're advocating. Wow, wow, wow. Right now. I mean, people can make we their are own decision. So ins- who, wrote, who wrote that bio? Was that John Foreman's bio? He sent that to me personally. <laughs> <laughs> What's your call he to said, action? He said, mention the billboard and tell them to follow me. Not those other guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, uh, if you like the podcast, head over to iTunes and rate it and review it. We appreciate the feedback and it helps other people find the show. Um, Jesse, you keep your eye on the scuttlebutt and the yeah. buzz. What are people okay. saying? Okay. I got yeah, a iTunes. bone to pick with Batman 07. This jerk put <laughs> yeah, four me too. stars. Me too. That's four, all I know about him. Four <laughs> stars. He put four stars. Your move, Carrie. Wow. Ban. <gasps> banning he your said IP. Your move, Carrie. <laughs> yeah. You're banning your oh, IP. No more of those shenanigans. So the review was four stars, and then your move, Carrie, was the headline of it. Yes. Oh my goodness. But oh, what did hilarious. the actual review say? That was it. He he, he wanted to deny us of the fifth star just to just to mess with us. It's oh, a, it wow. was, uh, now, now here we are gratifying. We're just scratching. I know, but here's the thing, guys. I ended up going on his other podcast reviews, and it looks like he's dealing with a serious medical issue. So I'm setting up a go find <laughs> Just kidding, Batman. <laughs> Pay your own medical bills. Don't mess with me. Say no. Obamacare. Here's a five star. Here's a five star. Oh, man. Five star. All right. You want free well. healthcare? Call AOC. Maybe she can help you. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me read a five star. Let me read a five star. This is how oh, it's okay. done. There's people. a five star. Okay, they, are, they do exist. It's the best. That it's is all. Exist. Great pod. Five star. I can't tell you the number of times I switched on the relevant podcast ex- expecting something and getting my mind blown completely wow. blown by something else they're talking about. Thank you for the le- years of laughing, awkward games, and seriously timely content. Uh, that's that's how it's done. Not like Batman. Who 07. said that? that that's uh, uh, Jeff Rokey. Jeff Rokey wrote Thanks, that. Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. I like Jeff? Your, your jib there, Jeff. If he, Thanks, if, he has any, if he has any medical issues, let us know. We'd, hey, y'all. The new <laughs> era of the relevant podcast starts next week. Uh, tune in on Tuesday morning. Follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. We'll give you all the details and send you the links and all that. We will be live streaming on Facebook and other platforms. And the entire show will go up onto the Relevant YouTube channel, as well as highlights and clips from the show. Uh, the the If you're an audio person only, uh, your Tuesday and Friday schedule will not be interrupted. You'll still get it. But the Tuesday show from now on will be unedited. So the live feed is what goes out there. So uh, it might Brain be a little of species, lots of interspecies friendships, <laughs> lots of videos, <laughs> kind of like wait. this cast. Bears and animals, pigs, bears and pigs. Animal, you will be shocked, and your your heart will be a little warmed. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. Um, well, on that note, we will wrap things up. It's the end of an era and the beginning of a new one. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. And I'm Annie F. Downs. We'll see you on Tuesday live. Thank you for listening to the Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. 
Check out other shows from the Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. Possibly. (laughs) Relevant Podcast Network. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet full of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0.